Welcome to the Healthy and Happy Podcast, a workshop-style podcast hosted by yours truly, Julie Brewer. I'm a blogger and holistic nutrition coach on a mission to help women live healthier, happier lives and show up as the strongest, most confident version of themselves. In this podcast, we get real about all things nutrition, fitness, and personal development to help you cut through all the BS and transform your body and most importantly, your life. Sound good? Let's dive in. What's up, my loves? Welcome back to the Healthy and Happy Podcast. My name is Julie Booer. I'm so, so happy to have you here with me today in my little corner of the podcast space. And if you're new here, hello. I'm so happy to meet you. I wish I could give you a big old hug in real life. (laughs) And if you are somebody who's been listening for a while, thank you for continuing to listen to this podcast. I'm so grateful for you. And I love, love, love seeing you guys listening to these episodes and sharing them on your Instagram stories. It literally makes my life a happy place. I get so pumped when I see you guys screenshot it and share it on Instagram and tag me. So next time you do that, next time you're listening to this episode right now, for example, take a screenshot and upload it to Instagram. Tag me at healthnutjulie. That way I can see you're listening. I can give you a virtual hug and other people know about the podcast because my mission is to help so many women just transform their relationship to food and their bodies. And I think this is a message that needs to be spread. So like I said in my last podcast about my Empower Challenge, when one boat rises, all boats rise. I still don't know the quote. I really should look it up. But pretty much when we empower ourselves and we are continuing to improve and learn and grow and expand as humans, we have the capacity and the energy to help others do the same. So it's it's cool to just learn and grow on your own, but it's awesome when you have a group of women who you can also inspire to learn and grow with you. So that's why I love seeing you guys share these podcast episodes. And that's why I would love to have you in my Empower Challenge. It starts June 4th and it's a six-week training program and nutrition guide and everything that you need to know to learn how to have a better relationship to food and your body and to gain confidence that translates not only in the gym, but every single area of your life. So if you want to find out the details, go to julieboer.com slash empower. You spell my last name B-O-O-H-E-R. So julieboer.com slash empower. The price goes up on Sunday. So get in there, girl. Get in there for the cheaper price. Okay. Because you worth it. Invest in yourself. Investing in yourself is the best way that you can say, hey, I love you. I'm showing up for you. I believe that you can make this change happen because I found that whether it's investing in a course or a training program or a coach, a lot of the times we're scared to invest, but it's not really about the money. This is what I've learned in my personal journey. It's not about the money. It's about the trust that I have in myself. So when I'm not willing to invest, let's say in a fitness program, it's because I'm like, ah, I don't know if I can trust myself to be consistent and get the results. Or if I'm scared to invest in a business coach, it's because I'm like, ah, I don't know if I'm ready to do the work to get there. So trust yourself, trust that you have the knowledge and the power to make it happen. And you'll have somebody there to guide you. You'll have 
have weekly check-ins with me every single week so that you really do get a good return on your investment and you start transforming your body. But most importantly, it's transforming your life. So I would love to have you inside. Go to juliebuer.com slash empower if you want the details and I'll see you there. So before we get into the topic of today's episode, which is what to do when you overeat, I kind of want to elaborate on a post I made on social media today. And I got this from my girlfriend, Cheska. She's at wildmagicsoul underscore on Instagram. She's my babe. Um, And it says this, if you have time to feel like shit, complain and check social media, then you have time to meditate, write in your journal, create a list of goals, make a list of things you are grateful for and better yourself. And honestly, when I heard that I was triggered, yo girl was triggered because here's the thing, right? We all have time. We have the same amount of hours in a day that Beyonce has, that the president has, that everybody in this world has. And there are certain reasons why other people get ahead and we might be stagnant. And it really takes self-awareness and taking an audit of your time. So where are you spending your time the most right now that could be distracting you from all the things you say you want to do? Here's the thing too, you do have time to work out, but what number is it on your priority list? That's one thing that so many of my clients come to me and they're like, oh, it's cool. Like, I really would love to get in shape. I just don't have time. I'm like, girl, we all don't have time, but we make time if it's a priority for us. And it applies the same thing with reading, with journaling, with meditating, all the things that aren't really that appealing because they may not bring immediate results right now, today. But that's where the concept of delayed gratification comes into play. And I need to remind myself daily that I do have the time for the things I say I want to do. Like, for example, one of my goals right now is reading more books. And I already read a lot, but I know I could read so much more and faster. And journaling, making sure I'm journaling and writing my gratitude list every day. The reason that some days I don't do that is because, A, I'm like, okay, well, Uh, I don't necessarily see results from that today, so I'm just going to put it off and do it tomorrow. But that's the biggest mistake you can make because then you put it off for two days and three days and four days and five days. And also, if I wake up and I'm reactive and I just get on social media right day, it's like asking the drama of the world to just come upon me and I just start my day in a really negative space. And also, I noticed that if I start my day on social media, I'm more likely to be scrolling mindlessly throughout the day. And the thing is, I just need to get my butt off social media and I'll create like three more hours in my day to do all the things that I want to do. So I challenge you to take an audit of your time, the way you're spending your time right now, and just ask yourself, where am I where can I make more space for the things that I really want to do? First of all, what is it that you really want to do that maybe you're using the excuse I don't have time for right now? And where can you create that space? So can you get off social media a few hours a day? Can you, I don't know what else you're doing that you need to have someone else take care of it for you. Maybe you're running a business and you're doing all of the work in your business and you need to outsource some of that work. So you have time to do the things that will make the most important strides in your business Do that so you can get back to the things that make you feel good because you can't give from an empty cup. You have to fill up your cup first and then you will have the energy to pour into other people. So 
Where are you wasting your time the most right now? Mine is 100% social media. Like if I'm bored or if I'm lonely or it's just a habit, honestly, now at this point. And that's why I go on social media cleanses. I did a podcast about why I do social media cleanses so often. Honestly, it's because it gets to the point where I'm like, I can't take it anymore. <laughs> like I just need to dig deep into my own heart and my own life and start focusing on me because the only time that you get the answers that you're looking for is to be still and be quiet. And that comes to me through meditating and journaling and creating the space so I can have those downloads that will improve my life and make me feel so much better. Because when I'm living my life through the lens of other people on social media, and like it's pretty much like you're consuming hours and hours of reality TV every day, right? Except it's people you know, which is even weirder. <laughs> um, but I just don't feel good about myself. I start comparing myself to others. I start saying, oh, I wish I was on that vacation or I wish I had that house or I wish I was pregnant like that girl or I wish, you know, like everybody's highlight reels are on social media. So don't get swept up in that. If you are struggling to, I don't know, just feel your best, take an inventory of where you're spending your time and ask yourself, how can I create more time for the things I love and stop doing the things that don't make me feel good. So I challenge you to do that today. And let's get into this episode, what to do when you overeat. All right. So first of all, I want to make the difference. I want to just clarify that there's a difference between overeating and binge eating. So if you listen to my fitness story podcast, you heard that I struggled with binge eating for about three years, somewhere around there. It was a really long time. And Binge eating for me was when I would just black out. It was like I went into this black hole and I would just be consuming so much food at a very fast rate. And it was almost like I had no control over my body or my emotions or anything that I was, I just didn't even know. I like literally, it felt like I blacked out. And then all of a sudden, like an hour or two later, I would snap back into it and I would be like, oh my God, what did I just do? I have the worst stomach ache. I feel sick. I feel guilty. I feel shameful. And with binging comes the guilt and shame. And I think that is one of the keys that differentiates binge eating from overeating because binge eating, yes, quantifiably you're eating a lot of food, but you're also eating a lot of food if you're overeating in some cases. Like think about Thanksgiving when you have to unbutton your pans and you ate so much, but you don't have that same guilt and shame associated with it because it's just like, okay, this is Thanksgiving. Yeah, I don't eat like this every day, but it's cool. Like I can just move on. Uh, I can work out and get back on my shit tomorrow. But today, oh my God, I don't feel good, but it's okay. Like I give myself grace and it's cool. I think the shift comes or the difference comes with binging you honestly it's like a guilty shameful hidden thing that you struggle with where you don't want to tell anybody about it because you're super embarrassed and you just it's such like a guilt-ridden thing so I'm not necessarily talking about binge eating in this podcast I have a whole entire YouTube series about binge eating if you want to look on my YouTube channel it's just Julie Boer b-o-o-h-e-r on there this is like the fifth time I've spelled my name in this podcast like I'm sure you guys know my last name by now <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, go look at that um, whole YouTube playlist because that kind of goes into detail about the difference between binging and overeating. I have different videos about what to do when you're binging, how to uh, come out of a binge, and how to figure out what you're really hungry for to stop the binging. But for the sake of this episode, I'm going to be talking about the overeating that happens. So like, for example, on Thanksgiving, like I said, where you might eat too much and you don't necessarily feel the best, but you're not super consumed by guilt and shame. Or let's say you're a college student and you go out with your girlfriends one night and you're drinking a bunch and you have pizza and all of that. And yeah, you overeat or you eat more than you're used to. And yeah, you might feel a little crappy about it, but you know, the next day it's not that big of a deal. You move on. Shit happens. It's cool. Like we can just move on. So I just wanted to differentiate that because if you do struggle with binge eating versus the occasional overeating, because for me, I was binging um, once a week at least and I was, or it started out once a week and then it would go every other night and it soon consumed my life. So if that's the case for you and you have a feeling that you might be struggling with binge eating, so you're doing it frequently, you're overeating a lot of food very frequently, like maybe a couple times a week, I would definitely seek the help of a professional because that is the quickest way to start the healing process is to tell somebody about it. So tell somebody you trust, tell a professional, and get the help that you need. If you want to reach out to me on Instagram, I'm more than happy to talk to you about it um, or just kind of see like what's going on with you and if I think that it is binge eating or overeating, but overeating is kind of like, okay, it happens every once in a while. Like I said, you don't feel the best, but you don't carry around that guilt and shame. So I really just wanted to make that clarification before we get into the tips for overeating because I know binge eating and any kind of eating disorder is a very, very serious thing. And I don't mean to make light of it because I know how depressing and dark and dreary that place in your life can be. So please reach out to somebody if you need to get help or go look on my pod or on my YouTube channel, Julie Boer, and maybe those videos will help you, but seek out help and start, start healing, you know, start the process to heal and get better. Just wanted to make that differentiation before we get into this because some of these tips, if you are binging, aren't necessarily going to apply. This is just for the person who overeats every once in a while. Okay, let's get into it. So it's 9 p.m., right? You just got home after a 12-hour workday. You're exhausted. You didn't have time that day to go to the grocery store. You haven't been shopping. Maybe you ran out of your prepped food. You don't feel like making food. So what do you do? You are scouring through your cabinets and you see Cheerios and you're like, ooh, Cheerios sound real good right now. I'm going to pour myself a bowl of Cheerios because I do not have the energy to make food. And so as the stresses of the day fade away, all of a sudden one bowl becomes two and then two becomes three because of course there's milk left in the bottom of the bowl and you can't let that milk go to waste. You got to add more cereal (laughs) until all the milk is gone. Does anyone else do that or is that just me? Because I definitely do that. And here's the thing, before you know it, the box is empty. We've all been there, right? Whether it's with Cheerios, whether it's with pizza, whether it's with chips and guac, guilty, 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 raising my hand here, all of the above. 
Okay, full transparency, I was the one who was stress eating those Honey Nut Cheerios bowl after bowl in my kitchen the other night because guess what? I'm human too and I want you guys to see the real side of me and of every fitness and health professional that we all struggle with the same things that you do and I'm not here to stand on a soapbox and preach at you. I'm here to give you my experiences and hopefully help you learn from them and help you avoid making the same mistakes that I do or just feel comfort in the fact that you're not alone. So whether you've been plugging away at work and you're mindlessly eating out of a bag of almonds, because I do that too, or you're stress eating ice cream and Cheerios while you're crying to your husband about your day at work, all of us have overeaten at some point, okay? And sometimes we overeat and we feel good about it. Like we're out to eat with our friends, we're having margaritas, we're having chips and guac, and there's a party, and it's just, it's fun, and you just want to eat and enjoy the moment, and that's cool. But sometimes overeating, especially when we set fitness and health goals for ourselves, it can feel like 10 steps in the wrong direction. Like it feels like you take one step forward because you've been working out and eating healthy all week and then you just blow it and you go 10 steps back. So the point of this podcast today, I want to share with you what to do after you've overeaten or eaten just a little bit more than you intended to and you don't really feel comfortable. So here are some tips to help you get back on track so that you don't waste precious time feeling guilty or shameful because if you guys are familiar with the work of Brene Brown, this is just a little side note, she talks a lot about guilt and shame and how guilt and shame are what keep us stuck and hidden and in a very dark place because we're scared to talk about them. So that's why I talk about a lot of these things that might make me seem like, oh my God, I can't believe she's talking about that. Like she talked about getting sexually abused. She talked about her parents' divorce. She talked about the fact that she had binge eating. It's because I hid in shame for so long. I stayed in this dark place that now I know that shame and guilt have no power over me. The more that I talk about it, the more I air my my dirty laundry and all my bullshit and all the things that I've been through, the less power it holds over me. So it really does help me to talk about this kind of stuff with you and to let you know that guilt and shame are useless emotions and you should not let them have control and grasp on your life. So just talk about it. Talk about it. It's normal. Like chat about it with your girlfriends or somebody that you trust and understand that you're not alone. If you take anything away from anything I share, I just want you to know that you're not alone in everything that you go through. But Here are some tips to help you get back on track so you don't waste that time feeling guilty or shameful. Number one, walk away. Walk away. Walk away. Isn't that a Kelly Clarkson song? Walk away. (laughs) What happened to her? I loved her. American Idol. Mm, That's my girl. Okay. So when we've eaten something that we consider bad or off limits, you guys know that I don't like using the term bad or good when it's associated with food because food is just food. There's no inherently good or bad foods. Yes, there are foods that help you support your goals and there are foods that are going to maybe push you a little farther away from your goals, but there's no such thing as a good or a bad food. So a lot of us with food have the smash the phone mentality. This is an analogy I like to use with my clients. So somebody will come to me and be like, yo, Julie. I don't know why I always say yo. I'm like, yo, Julie. (laughs) Okay. So, hey, Julie, I overate yesterday and I know I said I was going to be good, but I just, I don't know what happened. I was in my kitchen. I was super stressed out and I started eating boxes of Cheerios and I just, I feel like a failure and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, take a deep breath. Take a deep breath. So imagine your cell phone, 
fell on the ground, right? And your screen cracked. Yeah, it kind of sucks. And you're like, ooh, that sucks. Like, I wish that wouldn't have happened. Would you keep repeatedly smashing your phone into the ground? Or would you say, okay, it's a bit damaged, but it's repairable. I really hope that you would just look at the crack and be like, oh, that sucks, but I'm going to move on. I'm going to go get it fixed. I'm going to do something to help the situation as opposed to just slamming it into the ground over and over again. So it's the same thing with your diet. Going a few hundred calories over your goals is not a big deal. But what is a big deal is when you don't know when to put the food down and walk away and spare yourself from doing more damage than it's necessary when you're well beyond the point of fullness. So don't keep smashing your phone into the ground when you notice that, okay, I'm on my third cookie right now. I'm actually full. I don't need to eat the whole entire box of cookies. Um, I can actually just walk away right now. I can leave the kitchen. That's the biggest thing. You have to remove yourself from the situation. So walk away, leave the kitchen or wherever you're eating the cookie, pour yourself a glass of water, chew a piece of gum, brush your teeth. That helps me a lot. If I just brush my teeth, floss them, floss them. Do something that removes yourself from the situation because another just side note about this point is that a lot of us have this scarcity mindset around food, especially when we've grown up in the diet culture or we've been on diets before. We think to ourselves, oh my God, there's a cookie right there. I'm never going to be able to get it again because tomorrow my diet starts and I just have to eat all the things right now and I'll just start again tomorrow. But when you have an abundance mindset around food, you trust that the food is always going to be available for you. So if the cookie's there today, you can go another buy another chocolate chip cookie tomorrow, okay? It's not like all the cookies in the world are going to disappear from the earth because you didn't finish the whole entire box tonight. It's actually a good thing when you can practice having one cookie at a time, putting it away and saying, there's more where that came from. I talked about that in my last podcast that I just recorded yesterday um, about the biggest health and fitness myths, but it's having this abundant mind, abundance mindset where you can say to yourself, deep breath. There's more where that came from. I use this with money. I use this with food. I use this where all of the scarcity that's been programmed into my mind still lies. And I say, it's okay. There's more where that came from. I can have another cookie tomorrow. So again, it's the same thing with your diet. If you're going If you've had two cookies, even if that put you over your calorie goals or whatever, or you just feel like you maybe ate more than you were supposed to, you don't have to keep eating the cookies. Remove yourself from the situation. Don't keep smashing your phone into the ground. Don't keep smashing the cookies into your mouth (laughs) and just brush your teeth or chew some gum or literally leave your apartment and go for a walk. Do something that changes your state. Tony Robbins always talks about this, changing your state, jump up and down, do jumping jacks, do something that's just going to switch you out of your comfort zone. Because right now you're probably in this like blacked out zone, right? Like I talked about in the beginning of the podcast where you're just like blacked out and you don't even know what you're doing. The second that you come back to earth, leave the situation, do something to change your state, walk away, Do one of the things I just said and get yourself out of there, sister. Okay, so now that you've done that, number two, the point is to put it behind you. So what's done is done. Okay, so maybe you're at the point where you ate way more than you intended to, but what's done is done. And here's the great news about that. You don't have to do anything different tomorrow. I hope that just... Oh, that allows you to breathe this big sigh of relief because I spent so many years of my life 
having this warped mentality that I needed to make up for what I ate. So I would spend hours and hours on the treadmill the next day. I would promise myself I'm going to do a juice cleanse or I'm going to fast all day or I'm going to severely restrict my calories and only eat protein and vegetables, which literally, yeah, it might help you feel a little better the next day. But honestly, it only makes you repeat the cycle that very night. Like I would go home, I would try to be quote unquote good all day after a binge. And I would just binge again because I was literally starving. But here's the thing. Okay. So I want to like clear, draw a line in the sand too, because I don't want you to think that you can't work out or you can't eat healthy the next day because that somehow means you're making up for it because you can move and work out the next day or later that day after you've overeaten. It's actually going to make you feel better. My point is that you don't need to do anything extra to make up for it. So yes, maybe you have a little, you have some extra calories in there, right? So use that extra fuel to your advantage. Go have an awesome workout. Go train legs. Go do heavy squats. Go do sprints. Go do something that's going to make you feel awesome, but don't feel the need to overdo it or to overcompensate for the food that you ate. And I just want to share a few of my favorite autocorrect tools that I use when I fall off the boat, but I don't want to completely drown in the lake just because I fell off the boat. Don't mean I want to drown in the lake. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Okay. So like I mentioned in point number one, I will go for a walk. I'll drink a glass of water. I'll dance around my house. I'll clean the house while I'm dancing. Of course, I'll do 10 air squats. I'll go do a workout or a workout class. I'll just do anything to change my state, which pretty much just means busting out of that blacked out zone and getting my body moving because a lot of times binging is a very heady thing, which means you're up in your head the whole time. So in order to get back into your body, you do need to clear the energy through your body by moving it. So whatever is going to make you happy, whatever is going to make you feel good, go do that. Tip number three, get right back on track, starting with the very next meal. Ugh. Good Lord, if I could get all the hours back that I told myself, oh, I'm going to wait till Monday or I was just going to wait until the weekend is over and I'm just going to eat all the things now until then and then start over again, I would be so much farther ahead in my goals. And of course, hindsight is twenty twenty. You can't beat yourself up for what is past. But I see this with so many people that I work with where they have this idea that, okay, I'm just going to start again tomorrow. Like I'm just going to cash out tonight and I'm just going to, I already blew it. So who cares? I'm just going to keep going. But if I could just get those hours back where they said, I'm going to keep going and instead they replaced it with a healthy meal or like a smoothie or something that nourishes their body, they could be so much farther ahead in their goals. So I just want you to realize that because starting with the very next meal you can get back on track. And if you did overeat, let's say you overate at lunchtime, yes, you can eat again if you start to feel hungry. And even if you're not that hungry, I encourage you to at least get a little something in your system so that way you don't reinforce the binge-deprive, binge-deprive mentality. Because I would much rather have you eat a small meal of, let's say, protein and vegetables and some healthy fats and wake up feeling satisfied and energized in the morning as opposed to eating this huge meal at noon and feeling super full and then not eating again until tomorrow. Because what's going to happen when you wake up again tomorrow is that you're just going to overdo it again. So please stop yourself in that track when you start thinking of, oh, I'm just not going to eat 
just eat something healthy. And that's where my GPF meals really come into play and they can actually make you feel amazing. That's G... Okay. GPF stands for greens, protein, healthy fats. So fill your plate up with as many vegetables as you want. Get some healthy protein on there. Get some healthy fats on there. And you may not be as hungry, like I said, but your body still needs food. So for more ideas about how to get back on track using GPF, you can read my blog, juliebuer.com slash blog slash GPF. If you want to learn all about that, I also did a podcast about GPF. I talk about it in every single episode. So y'all should know what it is by now. But if you knew here, it's cool. Go listen to that episode. <laughs> okay. The last one is one that I want to drive home and it's an obvious one, but it's still worth saying don't stress about it. Worrying and stressing about falling off track will not help the situation. You can't reverse what happened from worrying about it. I know it's weird because it somehow in our minds, we think that if the more we worry about it and the more we stress about what we've done, uh, that we can reverse it somehow. But that's not the case. So since you understand that you can't reverse it from worrying about it, understand that what's done is done. So let's pour that energy into something you love doing. So you're probably going to have more energy because you ate more food. So how can you use that to your advantage? Can you go and get an extra workout in or not even an extra workout, but just go and lift heavier than you have before? Or can you use that to go outside and play a game of basketball? Mark and I have been playing basketball lately because it's just been fun and we're trying to play and do fun things together? Or can you write or read or journal or do something that you might not necessarily have the energy to do otherwise without all that extra food? So this is actually uh, very pertinent too, because I made a podcast about the secret food that you need to know about. So if you haven't listened to that, go listen to it. But essentially it's about primary foods versus secondary foods. And primary foods are what fill us up. They're actually things that are, they're not food at all. It's things that fill us up that aren't necessarily food. It's shifting the focus away from what we're eating to what makes us happy and what fills us up in life. So relationships, fulfillment in our career, things that actually fill up our soul. That is what primary foods are. When we're lacking the primary foods, we tend to feel the need to fill up with actual food to fill that void. So just keep in mind that maybe because if this keeps happening and you keep overeating, there could be something, a void you're trying to fill. So just, I don't know, maybe think of that. Is there something that you're really hungry for? Maybe it's connection. Maybe it is you feel alone or you feel anxious or you you feel depressed and food honestly, for some people can become a drug and it can become a band-aid, but you can't keep putting a band-aid over a bullet wound and continuing to overeat or fill yourself up with food is never going to fill you up in the ways that your soul was meant to be fulfilled, like through relationships or through a hobby that you're passionate about or finding work that you're passionate about. So just keep that in mind. So I hope you found all of these tips helpful. We're all human. We all fall off track. So it's important not to beat yourself up about this. Just use the autocorrect tools I gave you. Remind yourself that you a boss ass bitch. (laughs) And keep it moving, sister. Because life is way too short to be consumed by how much, when, why, where, how. All the silly stories we create around food. You're meant for so much more than that. So I hope you found this helpful. If you did, please share it on social media. Tag me in your Instagram story at healthnutjulie. And don't forget to check out the Empower Challenge, which starts on June 4th. juliebuer.com slash empower. And I will see you in the next episode. Love you so much. Goodbye.